praise the Lord. Pastor talked last week about the glory of the Lord. I'd like to sing about that this morning.
Amen. How many believe that he's worthy of all of the praise and all of the honor and all of the glory? His goodness knows no end. We're so thankful for his grace and his mercy. Anybody wake up this morning? Anybody? I'm sure you all woke up this morning. That's why you're here. You woke up this morning to fresh and brand new mercies from God. And I'm thankful for that today. Those mercies brought us into the house of God to experience God. I come to church not because I have to, but because I need to. I need God's presence. And I believe if I start my week the right way, then the rest of it, it may be hectic, but I know that my foundation is going to be right. I'm preaching now. That's a good amen right there. That's, that's time. Listen, I want to tell you today, it's a beautiful day. going to be an incredible day here at Stratford Heights. To remind the mixed group is not meeting on site today. Uh, they are going, a group of them are going to the Outcry Tour, which is in the Cincinnati area tonight. So there will be no mixed meeting tonight. But there will be a prayer meeting here in the sanctuary at 6 o'clock for all of the church to come and be a part of. And I know that will be amazing being in God's presence. Also, we believe that saved people serve people. We believe that saved people serve people. That's the heart of Christ is to serve others, to put people's needs as important as our own and even more important as our own. And around here, there are so many things. There's places to get plugged in to serve. I know that you all are living a life of service in your everyday life, and that's where God's called us to be. But here at the church, we also have great opportunities everywhere to serve people and minister to them and make sure that their needs are met spiritually. And you can be a part of that. You can that awesome part of God's work in ministry. Today, as soon as this service is over, there will be a meeting in the conference room. Right outside in this foyer, right behind there is the brand new conference room. It used to be the nursery, now it's the conference room. We have a meeting today for all volunteers and those that are interested in being a part of serving here in the church. We're not trying to get you to do something we're not already doing. We just want to connect you in to what God is doing and your calling. And so we want to see you there, all of you that can make it to come be a part of that. Now, to the part I really want to talk about today. I'm the youth pastor, and I'm, I'm very proud. We took a group of probably 30-plus people, 40-plus people to Columbus yesterday to participate in the State Church of God Ohio Teen Talent. We entered into 17 categories to, uh, yesterday, which was incredible, all of the entries uh, I'm even more active, going to be even more active in that, but we make sure they're all, the kids are so talented and so uh, creative and so awesome. And so we, we were able, 17 entries, we brought home 13 trophies today <laughs> as a youth group. Y'all be seated for a second. You can be seated for a second if you would. And I want to do something. I'm just going to go ahead and, and take my opportunity to do this because it's important to recognize servanthood. And we have a couple of ladies. I know that Christina, I didn't see her. There she is. She's in the back. Would you stand to your feet for me? And then the beautiful lady walking down the aisle right there with the baby. Yeah, you. No, that's my wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and Angela Tackett, would you stand to your feet? Now stay standing. Just stay right there for just a second. These two ladies uh, bore the, the brunt of, of working with our teenagers. When I mean the heaviness of it, they, they spent 
Saturdays, endless Saturdays. They spent Thursday nights. They spent Sundays. They prepared. They worked hard. They worked with our students, dealt with their schedules, and, and did just an amazing, amazing job. And I just wanted to thank in particularly these two because they were at the lead for their hard work with our young people. And we just want to appreciate you as a church. And thank you for how awesome you are. It is uh, just a, a great honor and privilege to be able to work with them. They don't play around. You either go right or you don't go at all. And I love that. Hopefully they get some of that from me. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, they did a great job. But 13, I want to I say some of these that, that won. In the art division, we had one that I've already bought the young man. He entered in a, pho a photography deal, and it looked like a professional thing in the office. Um, but, but the art division, we had a drawing winner. Luke Baker. In the oil acrylics winner, Luke Baker. In the photography winner, Luke Baker. Also entered in was Jordan Childers, and he's the one that I've bought already. It was just absolutely incredible and a very competitive area. In writing, poetry, runner-up. Is Luke here today? Did he, was he able to make it? My goodness, the, the kid, I don't know how he has time to breathe. He's so busy with things. Uh, also, the poetry runner-up, she is serving right now in Kids Church, Kelsey Chastine. In the drama department, expressive movement solo runner-up would be Brennan Abney. Uh, also group skit runner-up, relentless drama team. And group pantomime, 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 man, that, I need interpretation. Pantomime there. Winner, the relentless drama team. They took home that trophy. Also in the music category, oh my goodness gracious, choir runner-up, the Redemption Youth Choir came in runner-up by just the slightest of margins, just very much the guy was so close that the guy giving away the trophy, he actually made reference to how close it was. They absolutely blew the roof off the place and people stood up and gave them a standing ovation. And so I was so proud of them because of their worship. I was so proud of them because of their abilities and their gifts. But most importantly, how they devoted it to God. I just cried the whole time. And I was on stage as an MC. I was trying not to play favorites, doing the best I could. Large ensemble winner, the Oasis Ensemble. Also, the percussion drums runner-up in one of the tightest, most competitive sections. Uh, they tied, actually. They've never done this, but there was... The, the runner-up was actually tied, and the winner was just a, a scratch above the two. I want to recognize Scott Jackson, if he'd stand his feet for me. He was the runner-up. And the small vocal ensemble runner-up, Luke and Chloe Baker, I'm not sure. They, they were runners-up in that. The piano solo winner, Luke Baker. The male vocal winner, Luke Baker with the standing ovation there. And let me tell you also the female vocal winner, and she just did an absolutely incredible job in the most competitive part of teen talent, our very own from Stratford Heights Church of God, Kaylee Childers. If she's here, she can stand. Almost impossible, almost impossible to have the male vocal solo winner and the female vocal solo winner. I don't know about you, but I'm just... I'm jealous of myself right now. I'm the youth pastor, and we got them both in our youth group. And I just want to tell you, this is the 13 total trophies, and uh, 
I don't know, this is, I'm not sure if this is right. This is just what Linda said. I'm not sure if we can, if there's a way. She says that this is a brand new record for our church to bring home 13 trophies. At, at a, and so I want, now you can stand your feet and thank our young people and just appreciate them for their hard work, dedication, devotion. And, and also to our incredible parents that endured our grueling teen talent practice schedule and sometimes spontaneous, <laughs> sometimes spontaneous practices, we want to thank you. Thank you for letting us go out there and have the time of our lives. And I know that that puts as much effort on the teenagers' parents and families as that. With that being said, we are so glad that you are here today. And we are going to, if, if I know you just sat back down, I'm so sorry, man, but we just are doing some calisthenics. But if you would, if you'd stand to your feet and greet one another and welcome each other into God's house today, for God is up to great things in our midst.
come on. No more bondage. I am free. I am free. Yeah. I am free. Praise God now. I am free. No more shackles. No more chains. Hey. No more bondage. I am free. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> no more shackles. No more chains. No more bondage. I am free. Yeah. I am free. Praise God. I'm free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
singing. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King of all things. Who shakes the whole world with holy thunder? This is amazing grace. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. This is unfailing love. That he would take my place. That he would take my place. That he would bear my cross. That you would bear my cross. You laid down your life. You laid down your life. That I could be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done. Who brings the chaos back into order? Who makes the orphan a son and daughter? The King of glory, the King of glory. Who rules the nations with truth and justice? This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You laid down your life. That I could be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that this is the most important part right here. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. Worthy is the king who conquered the grave. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. Worthy is the king who conquered the grave. Worthy, worthy is the lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the Tell him one more time. Yeah, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. This is amazing grace. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. 
Send down your glory, Lord. Send down your glory, Lord. Send down your
I think we ought to sing it this way. Receive his glory. 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 He is Send out your healing. Send down your congregation and give healing. Send it down, Lord. Send down your healing. Oh, send down your healing. Send down your healing. We praise you, Lord. We give you. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Let's give him glory, yeah. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give it, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Send down your glory. Sing it, Tyler. Send down your glory. Send down your glory. We need your glory, Lord. 
fill this place. We receive you, Lord, fill this place. Praise you, Jesus. You know, if you were here and you knew that you weren't going to live very long unless the Lord touched you, don't you think there's people here that have enough faith to believe that? Well, before you sit down, I want you to point your hands over here toward Ruth Wood sitting on this top seat, this second seat. She's got congestive heart failure, and the doctor doesn't give her any hope, nothing. But I tell you, the devil is a liar. We believe that just one touch from the Lord's hand, Hallelujah. and she can be made whole. Reach your hand that way, and let's believe. For her. She went through torment to get here this morning. She said, I'm desperate. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that paid the price for our healing. By your stripes were healed, Lord. We come against that congestive heart. We speak healing to it in Jesus' name. By your stripes were healed, Lord, and we believe your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, right now for victory. Oh, God, we know what the doctors have said, but we know what your word says. There's nothing too hard for you to do, Lord. You are the one that paid the price for our healing. We thank you now, Lord Jesus, for that touch. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now let's raise our hands and praise him. God's heard us. Let's believe right now that he's done it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, tonight. Thank you, God, thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says the Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. Now, God is watching this service. Aren't you glad his presence is here? God is watching. Don't think that anything you can think of is impossible. God can do all things, and we thank him today. I know the presence of the Lord is here, and you do too. Let's just praise him one more time this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your power. Thank you, Jesus, today. Oh, we bless you and we honor you. We're going to pray for Israel before we're seated and go on with the service. So you that can, stand once more. And if you can't, just stay seated. <laughs> Sometimes I get tired of standing too, but we do this to honor the Lord. Let's ask God to touch Israel. You know, the Bible tells us so much about how God loves them. And he said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And then he said, there's a 
another part of that verse. They shall prosper who love Israel. How many of you love Israel? You love to hear about them, read about them. We know God did so many great things through them. They're his chosen people. He keeps them as the apple of his eye. There's 2,575 times that God mentions them in his word. Praise the Lord. My name's not even in there, but Israel is because he loves them. And they're his chosen people. Now let's just pray God would put a hedge about him and that God would bless in America. We need a revival. We need a touch of God or we're going to see a war coming soon. We believe God can protect us and stop all the enemy that would try to bring uh, war to our, our, our world. I believe God can. Lord Jesus, we call on you right now for all these special needs. Thank you for touching the sick that was sick today, Lord. Thank you for that precious touch. Now we pray for the nation of Israel, the one that you love. You keep as the apple of your eye. Lord, you continue to protect them. And, Lord, we're praying that a revival would break out in that land, that men and women would open their hearts and receive Jesus as their Savior and Lord. Touch us, we pray, today in America, Lord. Let your hand be upon our president and our leaders and protect us, O oh Lord, from the enemy and from war that would raise its ugly head. Oh, God, we curse it in Jesus' name and we speak peace. We pray you touch every one of our leaders, Lord. And give them your leadership as they call upon you. God, turn their hearts to you, we pray. In Jesus' name today, let victory be ours through Jesus our Savior. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hug somebody before you're seated. Praise the Lord. Ushers will be coming forward at this time to assist us as we continue this morning in our worship. We just sang a wonderful song about God sending down his glory. And I don't know if there's a person in here today that wouldn't want that in their life, to walk blessed and in God's glory. And that could be something that we don't just need to sing about or hope for. It's something that God truly wants in our life right now. He wants us to experience his blessings. He wants us to experience the fullness of his glory. And there's two things in our lives that will trigger that. That's faith and our obedience. Faith in believing that he will do what he said he'll do. And us responding to that faith by lining ourselves up and living obedient lives. He truly wants to bless us because he wants to get the blessings through us to other people. He wants to meet needs that are out there in the world, and he wants to use his church. He wants us to be conduits connected up to him so he can pour out his love and his blessings and his mercy to the world. So it's our obedience. See, in Malachi it says for us to test him with our giving. It says, test me and see if I don't open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so many blessings that you can't contain them. He says, give, and it will be given to you. You see, there's a principle here. He wants to get things through us to other people. The blessing isn't in the receiving end of it. Those that are truly connected with God understand that the blessing is in the giving. The fulfillment that we feel by giving. We're no more like him in our lives in any other area than when we love and we give to others. So let's pray right now and let's ask that God can get his blessings through us and that he can meet needs in this world. Lord, we're so thankful. Lord, 
that you would choose us and that you would want to use us. Lord, we ask that you would bless us and that you would saturate our lives with your glory, but not for our sake. Lord, so that we could be conduits connected to you. Lord, so you can get your love and your mercy and your blessings poured out to the world and meet the needs of the lost and the broken. Lord, use us to help restore. Use us, Lord, to save and to rescue the lost. Lord, and we'll always give you the honor and the glory that you're worthy of. And we pray that you would bless the giver this morning, that they would experience, Lord, the blessing in giving. Lord, that you would use them as instruments in these last days. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
If you would stand up one more time. Indeed, indeed, the presence of the Lord is here. And he is here filling this house, filling this place, and as Gary said, is filling our hearts and our lives. Today is a wonderful, beautiful day to come into the house of God, to have an experience with Him. His presence is available and it is here. And he wants to touch your heart and touch your life. We've talked so much about, you know, different needs and different prayer requests and where people are. I just want to assure you that God knows exactly where you are. He knows your situation. If you will reach out to him, if you will give him your life, your heart, your situations, he's going to move in a beautiful way. And he's going to do something wonderful. We're going to be taking our scripture from uh, Hebrews chapter 10, starting at verse 16 down through verse 23, as you're turning there, I want to appreciate our young people, everybody that had a part of the teen talent, I know we've already mentioned that, but it's worth mentioning again, see the, the cool part is they get the trophies and it's awesome and it's wonderful and it's a reflection of the effort they've put into things, it's a reflection of what the leaders have done, but the cool thing about it is, is, is I know these kids, I know these leaders, 
They want to do something more than just put on a good show or a good performance. And that's how you get the awards. But I know that you have so much more than that. God's got his hand on your life. And you are uh, responding to him. You want to move in his blessings. And it's so evident to us. And uh, we just appreciate you. Once again, let's give it up for all of our teen talent folks. I appreciate you. The pastor wants you to know that he appreciates you, and he loves you, and he's so proud of you. Yeah, the pastor is not here today. He's out of the state uh, taking care of things, so I'm here, and uh, we're going to preach. All right, let's go to Hebrews chapter, uh, Hebrews chapter 10. It says, this is the covenant that I will make with them that are that, them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds... Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is a remission of these, there is no longer an offering of sin. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new living way which he hath consecrated for us, through the veil that this his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our body washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just pray that you would have your way in this house. God, that you would begin to touch and begin to move, Lord, in this word. Lord, that you would get the preacher out of the way, but Lord, your words would come to the forefront. Lord, I pray that you would touch hearts and lives of people that are here. Lord, that they would receive from you. And, Lord, that your work and will would be accomplished and done here today in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Amen. You can be seated. I, I do want to pray one more time. I do have a special prayer. We have a young man that's here today. His name is Jason Hensley. He's right over here at the side. And uh, he requests a special prayer. He lost his mother on Thursday. And uh, we want to pray for him and, and their family. If you would, will you just help me pray for this young man and his family right now? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we cannot know exactly what's going on in this young man's life, the way he feels, the, what his family has been through. God, the, the way that, that, you know, health of his mom went down and down and, until they lost her. God, I just pray that you would move in that situation, Lord, with your great grace and great comfort that you would wrap your arms around each and every one of them, especially Jason. Lord, we pray that you would have your way in their hearts and their lives. Give them grace and comfort, Lord, that's not of this world but is straight from you. We just pray that you would take care of them and watch out for them. Be with them, Lord, through this week and through the coming weeks. God, as they go through the process of life, we just pray that you would just take care of them and be with them. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. We want to talk today, kind of picking up where we left off last week. We've got just a few minutes, and I don't want to waste any time. But, but you remember last week, we've uh, kind of went in the direction where God is leading us to talk about His glory. And we've talked about it here today. God's moved, and He's here, and it's beautiful and wonderful. We've talked about, about how, you know, to get into His glory, to simply just love Him, and to find Him, and to be close to Him. And, and move in and know Him. And, and it's incredible because it, all that is possible. It's possible to know Him. It's possible to be close to Him. He's made a way. 
And we talked last week about just seeking Him and knowing Him, being close to Him. And it's beautiful that we have the opportunity to do that. God has made a way for us to, to meet with Him and connect with Him. I've been thinking a lot of, about that and, and uh, in my own life. I've been thinking about where am I at with God? Where is my own hunger and my own desire, my own relationship with Him? I ask myself a lot of these questions, and, and I'm sure you do as well. I've been thinking about a, a, a big a part of coming in contact with God. If you're like me, if you've had moments where you've come in contact with Him, you found yourself touched and changed. You found yourself amazed. Have you ever been amazed in, in, in time alone with the Lord where He's come up and showed Himself so real to you? I've been amazed at Him. And, and I can't help but, but, but tell you that there's been some of those times when, uh, when I've come face to face with him that I've been touched and I've been changed. It's like if you're going to find his glory, you're going to find transformation. pastor alluded to this last week. You know, when we get in his glory and we get in his presence, he has an effect on us. And he just transforms us and changes us. You can go all through the word where people had encounters with God and they were changed and Things just happened and work was worked out in their life and they were changed forever. I'm amazed that, that God has made it possible. If you go out in the world and, and you would ask any number of people about God, who he is, what he is, where he is, can we find him, can we not, you would get all kinds of different answers. But I'm here to tell you it's incredible that God is there and that he has made a way that we can find him made an open invitation to all those who would come. Jesus died on the cross for every one of our sins in, in an effort to restore this life that we could have with God, this fellowship, a connection with Him. In a sense, they, they, when, uh, when Jesus died on the cross, it, the Bible talks about the veil, which we're going to talk a lot about. The veil was written too, and it, it's symbolic of the old way going away and the new way being Christ, but it's symbolic of us now being able to go into God ourselves with Jesus' sacrifice, His blood applied to our life. We could go and have fellowship. You can have fellowship with God today. You don't, you don't have to uh, kill yourself necessarily. You don't have to do all these uh, rules and regulations, all these rituals, and still be far distant from your God. You can find Him and you can know Him. The door is open. The invitation has been sent. We can find Him and connect with Him. I'm just going with my heart and what I feel. It would be different if, if it was really hard and it was rigorous and, and you had to figure it all out. My name is Richard, and you, most of you probably know that. My name is Richard, and... And I'm a human being. I'm 39 years old, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm special in some ways to God. I'm special to, to some people, especially my parents, you know, my wife. You know, but I'm telling you, I'm not any different than you. But I, I, in my life, I found that there's an open door to, to God to connect with him. An invitation has been sent, and I've answered that. You know, and and to be even crazier, there was a particular time I pulled up at Myers here in town, 
me and my wife were in the car together. She's like, I'm going to go in. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sit out here and just spend some alone time. Myers parking lot. Nothing special, nothing grand and glorious. But I'm telling you, I just said, I just said, Lord, I love you or whatever. And the Lord came down and touched me, touched my life right there in the Meyer parking lot. And I'm telling you, I seen in a moment, I seen the world completely different. He moved on me and touched me and ministered to my life. But that's a, an invitation that we all get. We go to look for his glory. We go to, to enter into a time where we connect with him. But I promise you that when you come out of that, you're going to be changed and you're going to be different. That's why the invitation is so important. That's why it's so important that we find our place to, to get a hold of God and to grab a hold of him and tell him that we love him and make moments where we can find him because he wants to touch back. He wants to touch back. It's, it's not just you can make it to where you just come to church and you, oh, you know, I can't wait till this is over. You can read your Bible and just say, I'm glad I got that done for today. You can make it like that, but I'm telling you, this thing is absolutely alive. I'm telling you, he's alive. He's alive. And the door is open for us to come in to be touched and to be changed. Because newsflash, we're all not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm telling you, I, I've went to the cross, and I, and I prayed a sinner's prayer, and God has forgiven me of my sins. You know, I've had to go back a few times, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm saved. But I can also tell you this. I'm still human. I still mess up. I, I, I still make mistakes. And, and let me get a little deeper here. This guy right up here, I don't think right all the time. I, how I see the world has been influenced by stuff that's happened to me and, and experiences that I've had. I don't have it all together. I need, I need God to touch me on a few things. I, I will admit that to you. I think wrong. But I'm telling you, what happens, though, is I'm not the same guy that I used to be. There's been some transformation that's taken place. Some things that have been worked out in my life. When I got into his presence, he was able to deal with me, able to touch my life, able to, to do something different inside of me. And, and, and praise God for it. And you've had transformations in your life, too. Man, God's done some stuff. We could go through with testimonies and, and talk to everybody. I, I know a few, and I'm amazed by them. But if we all got to share of what God's done and, and how he's transformed us, it would be incredible. Absolutely incredible. But I've been asking myself this question kind of in reflection of my thinking, kind of in reflection of where we were last week and where I'm at in my life. I'm like, are you still changing? Are you still transforming? And I think it's important that we all ask ourselves that question. Am I still transforming? Am I still growing? Because if we're not growing and, and we're not changing, it's kind of, to me it's kind of an indicator of how much time that we're spending with the Lord. Because I am convinced absolutely that our time that we invest in the presence of God changes us. That, that we can't just walk in there, hey God... Yeah, king of king, Lord, Lord, you know, you control the whole earth. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, I'll see you later. God touches us. I've been changed. And I think a kind of a gauge of life, we could look at things and see, 
am I trans, still transforming or have I settled? Have I just kind of, uh, okay, settled down and went with things? Now you can say a, a whole list of things, you know, where your mind is. But we all have to ask ourselves, am I transforming still? Is God still alive in my life working out things inside of me? Sometimes we can get really good at being like, well, things are fine. No big deal. Everything's great. But humans, me included, I've already confessed, human. But we as humans can be the best about seeing the world through our own eyes and getting a totally distorted picture of what reality is and, and just kind of fall in line with that, you know, to our detriment. We can be proud in that. We can be mad in that. We can be totally blinded in it. But we can totally look at the world through our own eyes and totally be just, ah, no big deal. Everything's fine. But I'm telling you, it's in the presence of God where the rubber meets the road. It's in God's word where reality sets in and we can see, oh, man, I, I got some work to do. God, here I am, work on me. It's kind of like a gauge of things. If you're not being transformed, if you're not being changed, if you've kind of settled we need to see where we're at. How much time are you spending with the Lord? Where are you finding time with Him? I'll, I'll admit, there's times when either I miss my devotion time or there's times where I'm in a hurry, I'm trying to work it in. And man, I'm telling you, I can, not that I feel it right away, but I'm telling you, I can feel the effects of it. I, hopefully you are that way and the Lord can get through your head like He gets through mine. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, man, I, I just got to go pray. Man, i got to get in the presence of God and let him deal with me. Let him touch my heart. It's important how he wants to work with us. Now I'm jumping ahead here. We're running out of time. One of the, uh, let's see here. I want to jump back here. Matthew 27 and 50 says this. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Then, behold, the veiled temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earthquake and the rocks were split. It's so awesome here because what you see is, is forgiveness of sin like we talked about. And then you see that veil written too at the exact same time. The objects of, of, of the object that we are to God is, is he wants to love us and wants to take care of us. He wants fellowship with us. And I'm so happy that he's made a way that at the exact time that, that Jesus paid for our sins on the cross, at that exact time, the veil was written too, and it's like an invitation. It's like, come in, have fellowship with me. You don't have to jump through the hoops and, and do the thing and be all special or whatever. If you have the, the blood of Jesus applies to your life, if you love him, if you want to know me, the invitation is there. The door is open. If, if you look at Scripture in Matthew and Mark, it says that Jesus cried out, and then the veil was ripped. Then in Luke, it says the veil was ripped, and Jesus cried out the last. Now, you might say, well, that looks like a contradiction to me, but I want you to think about it this way. It was so much that it happened at the same time that one person said, oh, it was this way, and somebody else said it was this way. But ultimately what it means is that at the very moment it was possible for us to go in and have fellowship with God, God said, it's happening. I want you to come in. I want you to have fellowship with me. 
We went, we could go in, we could be transformed, we could be touched, we could be changed. We all need to be transformed. Uh, we're running out of time here. Just, just a couple other things real quick. Uh, some people can say, hey, I am who I am, and, you know, God made me this way, it's all good. I, I think that's ridiculous, and I'll explain why. Other people can say, God loves me so much that I don't need to change. They can even quote scripture that said, love covers a multitude of sins. I want to say it to you like this. Why? Okay, salvation, but, but why the big fiasco? Why all the work? Why all the Jesus dying and the sacrifice and setting up the veil being torn into? Why set that all up if it's just about, hey, I believe you, and that's it? It's set up for a relationship so that we can go and spend time with him. So there could be a change and transformation. There could be work. Yes, love does cover a multitude of sins. You're right. But that's the beginning of things. That's not the end of it altogether. And think about this. And I want you to hear this. You need to take this with you and always have this in your pocket. God is working in our lives to set us free. Everything he does is about setting us free. There's nothing that he does that's working us out to just keep us a slave, dragging along in, in things. He's working things out to set us free. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You look for freedom in your life because that's what God wants for you, and he has a plan to bring that out in your life. Amen? I always look at it. This is totally a side note, but there's two things, and I don't want you to, when, when you're seeking Lord and he's transforming you, I want you to get two things in your mind. One is... There's such thing as condemnation, and there's another one that's called conviction. The enemy has a counterfeit that's called condemnation, and he tries to make it look a lot like conviction, but I want you to get the difference. Conviction, in conviction, there's always hope. It's like a room that you're locked in, but there's a door that you can get out. That's conviction. Condemnation is different. It's that same room, but there's no door to get out. The enemy just looks at you and says, look, this is who you are. You're garbage, you're trash, you're stuck. But the enemy, the Lord comes along, the Spirit comes along and says, yes, you are this way, but I've made a way. And there's the door that you can get out. <laughs> verse 19, verse 19 in, the, uh, in the scripture that we read at the beginning, it says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Christ, we can have boldness. It's not just like, hey, I'm here. We can have boldness if we've got the if we've got Jesus' sacrifice in our life, we can come to him with boldness. He wants to have fellowship with us. He wants to have fellowship with us so he can transform us and change our life. He doesn't want you to be the same. What I'm jumping all around here. What can we find in his presence? Oh, we can find everything that we need. That thought that you've been thinking about some person, God can speak to you about them. The situation where you have a need for an answer, God can give it to you. He can change the change that you've been praying about in the situation. You can find out what the answer is, and here are the change is what needs to happen in you and not in the situation. Preparation. Now, check this out. You find this transformation that takes place in you. And I'm telling you, God wants to transform you because he's preparing you for what's coming next. 
God is always working this thing in a process through your life until the day that you go on to glory. God is preparing you and touching you and changing you. You find that in his presence. There's a transforming power that needs to work. You've got something else you need to do. God is always preparing you for what comes next. Transformation can precede transition. You're in his presence. You can have a relationship, not just a religion. You have a relationship. Everything flows out of your relationship. Face-to-face, one-on-one, you can meet with him every day of your life. It's time to spend some time in God's presence. You can stand. I'm going to end with this. I got two scriptures and a a story and a hallelujah. Romans 12 and 1, verse, verse 1 and verse 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and not to be conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In this scripture, it's saying to be transformed. The same use of the word transformation is the same as when Jesus was on the... Uh, the Mount of Transfiguration, and he came off, and he was his clothes were changed colors. That there was a literal change when when he had got in God's presence. This thing, this scripture is talking about us being transformed in in the same way. Now I want you to see this. It's not all about just a shout and a hallelujah. Look, I'm changed. There's some stuff that we're responsible for. There's a word that we have to follow and put down inside of our hearts. There's work that we have to do, but every one of our works, our seeds, so to split, so to say, put in the ground that God can move on, that he can work on when we get in his presence. It's like kindling to a fire. When we get in his presence, he can make it come alive and have transformation inside of us. We make room so he can transform us. Last thing I want to say is, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, last couple of days there's been a a video floating around on social media of a guy getting robbed at a uh, Jimmy John's restaurant. I don't know if you've seen that. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But the whole reason why it's so popular is a guy puts a gun in the cashier's face about an inch away from his forehead. And, you know, he says, give me all your money, whatever he says. I've listened to, I've watched the video. I've never had the volume up. So if he's like cussing or ranting or raving, I don't know that. And forgive me if you go to watch it and the volume's up. So I'm sorry. But he goes and holds his gun up to his head and says, give me all your money. And the guy's just like, okay. So the video is popular because of his response. There's such a difference there. And and I I say this to say that we should be such a, uh, that we should be so transformed from being in God's presence that people should be able to look at our lives and see the transformation, how people should act in a situation how people should live their lives. I think we should be so transformed that people can watch us and be like, I want to know what's up. There's something different, something different about that person. We should be marked by the maker's mark. First Peter 1 and 3 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead 
to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. You're sealed that way. God's got his hand on you that way. I think the world should see you that way, of God's hand on your life. This is talking about, it's all about an invitation. You can come and have fellowship with God. You can come and have fellowship with God. It's that easy. You, you make a place for Him. Get the distractions. Set aside some time. You love on Him. The Bible talks about Him inhabiting the praises of His people. You turn your heart, turn your eyes, turn your attention on Him and say, God, I, I love you. I just want to know you. I just want to find time with you. See what happens. I know that this past week, I'm hoping that there is testimony after testimony of how faithful you found him and how he showed up. But I want us to commit again that we are going to keep going forward, even through, even through a transformation that may come up, things that may come up, work that needs to be done. I pray that we find time and make time again this week to find him and to know him. With every head bowed and every eye closed. greater invitation than the one from the Holy Spirit. Today, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here and, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you know that, that you need one and you want one, the, the message given out here, this is the operation of the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues and interpretation. Saying here to edify the church. If you listen to that message, the Lord says, I'm here, I'm knocking. Will you let me in? Today, if you would like to pray a prayer to let Jesus in, that you'd be saved, that you would be forgiven of all your sins, that you would be ready to have a fellowship and a life with Jesus, a relationship with Him. If you want to pray a prayer and let Him in, I would just ask that you raise your hand real quick and say, yeah, I, I want to pray, that's, that's me. Is there anybody here today that would raise their hand and say, yeah, I want to pray today? Is there anybody at all? We want to give you an opportunity, opportunity to make things right with the Lord. You know that you need a Savior at this point. You know that you need to be saved. If you're somebody that's on the verge of raising your hand, you know it's necessary. You know you need it. 
Is there anybody? All right. All hearts and minds are clear. We're going to pray. And in our prayer, we're just going to pray over this week. We're going to commit ourselves to finding Him. To, to, to open it up, to make a space for God to come in, for Him to show up and move in a wonderful way. We're going to commit this week to Him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank You that You love us so much. You want to have fellowship with us. You, you, want to, you want to interact with us. God, You're wanting us to be touched and changed. You want us to find out how incredible and how amazing You are. And God, you want to let that pour into us. You want to let your transformation happen in us. God, you've got some things that you need to straighten out in us. You've got some things you're preparing us for. Lord, you want to anoint us and pour into us to make a difference. God, I pray that you would do that for us. God, as we commit to give you space, God, we want to celebrate because we know that you've made a way because you want to do something wonderful. God, so we commit our hearts and our lives to you. God, I commit myself. Lord, I know our church as a whole commits itself to you. Lord, that you would be free to have your way and to do your perfect work. God, we honor you and thank you, Lord. We love you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Let's celebrate. God is amazing. If you are new to our church, Maybe this is your first time, your second time, you would like some information about our church. If you go out the door and go down into the new lobby, go to the welcome desk, we have some information for you. Also, if you are interested in being a part of any of our ministries and want to serve somewhere, there's a quick meeting right across the lobby in the hallway. They will give you the right information and get you connected. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day.